Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Yes, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, I think we can take a few seconds to give the Lord some praise this morning. The God of gods, the only God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords is in this building this morning. I think it would be appropriate if we took a few seconds to address his presence. Come on, somebody, I wish we would praise the Lord. Come on, somebody, let's give him some praise this morning. Hallelujah, Lord, you are holy, you are worthy, God. There is no one like you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Isn't it wonderful to be in the house of God on a Sunday morning? Amen. Amen. I'm so very honored and, and privileged. And I, I don't take, I'm not saying that to just butter you guys up, but I am sincerely honored to be here in this wonderful church building this morning. Uh, you guys are very, very blessed with the leadership you have here. I give honor to every minister, and especially, of course, Pastor Herring and Sister Herring as well. Um, I don't mean to be uh, slang, I guess you could say, but those guys are spiritual OGs. Like, these guys are, amen. I give them honor this morning. Amen. Well, um, I must say that this church really does hold a, a special place in my heart. I was here when I was 10 years old, before the remodel, and uh, this is a church where I got the Holy Ghost, amen? So, so, so it, is, it is wonderful to be back here this morning. Um, it was before the remodel, and I must say that you guys do have a very beautiful building. Amen. It looks great. It looks great. Amen. Well, Hopefully we got our Bibles. Thank you, brother. Hopefully we got our Bibles here this morning. If you do, you turn to the first book of the Bible. Hopefully everyone knows where that's at. Genesis chapter 1, you can turn to verse 26. Uh, I'm not long-winded, I promise you that, uh, but I will need you guys to preach with me this morning, amen? The more you help me out, the quicker you can get out of here and go fill your bellies. I am very confident in the word I have from the Lord this morning, uh, not confident necessarily pertaining to myself, but confident in the Lord, I'm confident in the word that he has given me. I know it is directly from him, and it is for us this morning. Amen. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 reads, And God said, Let us make man in our image. After our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle. Now, I could stop right there and probably preach all day long on that. I know I stand before some master hunters, some master fishers in here, amen. I like to hunt and fish myself. But uh, God has given us dominion over the fowl, over the fish, over the cattle. And I believe that every man should exercise that dominion, amen. Amen. But we're going on to verse 27. God created man in his own image. Everybody say, in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. If I had a title for this message this morning, it would be walking in the image of God. Amen. Recently, the Lord has given me a strong burden to be like him, to, to study him. And you know, that's it's kind of obvious, yes, of course, but I mean to really Focus on the life of Jesus. Focus on the Gospels. Watch him, study him, 
and pertain, uh, try to pertain to him the best we can. So I am hoping I can share some of that burden with you guys this morning. Amen. You can close your Bibles, close your eyes, and help me pray for the service. Dear Lord, I ask that your presence be in this place even stronger than it is right now, God. I ask that you anoint every single heart, every single mind that is in this place. Don't let a single person leave the same way that we came in in the name of Jesus. Open our hearts and open our minds to receive your word for this service. I bind any distraction, any evil spirit or human spirit that try to come against what you have to say in the name of Jesus. I bind it and loose it somewhere else. We will have liberty and freedom in this place in the name of Jesus Christ. Give a hand clap unto the Lord as you're seated. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated. As a young boy, I remember oftentimes I would have, um, you know, Legos or building blocks, you know, something like that, always, always with me, you know, because as a young boy, you like to build, you like to destroy. I can get some, amen, I can get some moms to attest to that. You like to build, you like to destroy, you like to create, you have a vast imagination, it's absolutely endless. There's many things that we have inside of our brains that we would love to, to put together, make it a reality. And so those Legos kind of help with that reality. They kind of help you put together that imagination. Likewise, in the beginning, God had imagination. He had a blueprint of what he wanted the earth to look like, what he wanted the animals to be like. He had a very specific, a very unique plan to create us to be perfect like him. That is, so we could be here with him and serve him all the days of our life. So, God created us in his image, it says. He did not create us with flaws. He did not create us with imperfections. He did not create us with sin. He created us in his image, in what he wanted us to be, his perfect will and his perfect design. Therefore, in creation, Adam and Eve were perfect human beings. God does not make mistakes, amen, and he certainly did not make a mistake when he created them. He knew exactly how he wanted them to be. He knew exactly how he wanted them to look, how he wanted them to act, how he wanted them to live. He had that perfect idea inside of his head, and he brought it to life. Obviously, he's a much better creator than young boys with Legos. He, he, he brought it to life better than anything or anyone else could ever do, like I tried so hard to do as a young kid. But Adam and Eve, they were perfect human beings. They were his just. They were his perfect creation. They were his companion of who he wanted to be with. They were created in his liking to a T. That is, until they stepped out of the obedience of God and ate of the fruit. It wasn't until the fall of man when sin entered into humanity. Up until that point, we were like God. We had no sin because God created us perfectly and uniquely to his plan. We were walking in his original blueprint. But the fall of man separated him from God. And because sin had now entered into his life, there was now a wall. There was now a barrier. There was now something that became, that, that, uh, became present between God and man. It was at that moment when sin had entered into the world that man was no longer walking in that image of God. Man was no longer perfect from that moment. 
He was no longer spotless, but because of sin that had entered, there was that separation. Why? Because God does not associate himself with sin. He is a perfect God. He is a holy God. He is a pure God, and he is a just God. And he will not share his place in your life with sin. Amen? Because when you have sin in your life, there is that wall. There is that separation. And you become distant. You become separated from the Lord. You blemish the image that God has created. The more uh, evil and sinful things we have, and we have a part of our lives, the more we become attached to these things, the more further away we are from the Lord. Exodus 34 and 14 says, For thou shalt worship no other god, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. Isaiah 45 and 5 says, I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. God is not going to share a place in your heart with sin. Either you have Jesus in your heart or you have sin in your heart. Either you are holding hands with the Lord or you are holding hands with the world. Amen. So this morning, I have come to tell you that we need to get back to the beginning. We need to get back to creation. We need to get back to how God intended us to be. We need to live our lives in the image of God. Amen. Amen. So what does it mean to be in the image of God? What is the image of God? It means to walk like him, to be who he created us to be to be companions, to be buddies, to be someone that is always with him, to be his bride. Amen? Walking in the image of God means to walk like Jesus, to be like Jesus in everything we do. And to be like God means to be also separated from the world, to live a holy life, a holy and acceptable life pleasing unto the Lord. Amen? Anybody thankful for holiness? Anybody thankful for separation? Amen? I want to be like the Lord. I don't want to be like this filthy and nasty world. I'm thankful for holiness. Amen? Amen. The Bible is a love story of a perfect creator who created his people to have a companion, to have a bride. And he created us in his image. He created us in his perfect blueprint of what he wanted. He did not create us to take on the image of the world, but to walk in the image that he intended us to be in. Adam and Eve may have messed it up for us in the garden, but there was a perfect and loving Savior. There was a second Adam who came back to this earth and created a way for you and I to be justified and sanctified. The blood of the spotless lamb gave us another chance to restore what was lost in that garden. Amen. Is anybody thankful for the blood of Jesus? Is anybody thankful for the redemption of Christ? Is anybody thankful for Calvary? Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. I don't know where I would be without the blood of Jesus. No matter what I've done in my life, there is a Savior who came down and died for me. It doesn't matter how many times I've messed up. I can come to an altar and repent because the blood of Jesus will make me clean again. Amen. I am thankful for the blood. I am thankful for the blood. Amen. There was a second Adam who came to earth and gave us another chance to restore what was lost in that garden. I'm not going to waste that second chance. Amen. I'm going to walk in the image of God. I'm going to live in the image of God. I don't want it to be a rare thing, 
but I want it to be a daily thing. Every single day being like Christ, every day walking with him and drawing near to him. I want to be just like the Lord. Amen. The great men of God we see and know from past to present, great heroes of faith or spiritual giants as we call them, men like Billy Cole, T.W. Barnes, Kenneth Haney, and so forth. These men were not the greatest and the most used because they were the best preachers, because they were the best orators. These men were not the greatest because they were the best people, persons. Amen? They weren't the greatest because they had the best skills. They weren't the most educated. They weren't who they were because that's just how they were born. That's just who they were as a person. They didn't see more signs and miracles and wonders than anyone else on this earth because they were just at the right place at the right time. But these men were the greatest heroes of faith that we have yet because they are the ones who walked in the image of God. Amen. They are the ones who studied the Lord, the ones who strived every day to be like him. They are the ones who walked like him. They are the ones who talked like him. Why? Because they were near to his presence every single day. They were constantly in his presence. They never grew far from the spirit of the Lord. They lived a life like the Lord. Amen. Their lives resembled Christ. Their lives shadowed Christ. They walked in the image of God. They consecrated their flesh, and they had a strong relationship with the Lord. They were who they were because they walked in the image of God. Amen. You are who you hang around. Amen. Whoever you're around, that's who you will become. You will become like the ones that you are around the most, the ones that you spend the most time with, the ones that you invest in the most. For instance, Summer, my fiance, uh, thankful to have her with me this morning. Amen. But, for instance, uh, she is from Texas, okay? She's from, she's from the Deep South. And so every now and then I'll get the opportunity to go down there and visit. Uh, and maybe sometimes when I get spending a little too much time down there, when I have a little bit too much of an extended stay, and all I'm hearing for two weeks is these deep, deep southern draws, you know, these deep southern accents and their way of talking. If I'm down there just long enough, it'll ever so slightly try to creep its way into, into my voice. You know what I mean? I don't try it. I don't, I, I don't want it. I'm from the north, amen. I'm an Eskimo. I'm from Alaska, the greatest state in the entire world, amen. But if I'm down there just long enough, and I'm hearing that every single day, you know, I'm in, uh, digesting all that talk, all, all that way of living, it'll slowly begin to creep its way into my voice, all right? It's because if I'm around that 24-7, if I'm constantly hearing that, if I'm constantly digesting all that, then it will become part of me as well. You don't think about it. It's just subconscious copycatting. But it is because you will become like whoever it is you surround yourself with. So I want to know, Brother Hole, if we spend more time with Jesus, what would we pick up? What would we be like? How would we walk? How would we talk? If we were around him more than we were around anybody else, who would we be? Who, what kind of people would we be? Amen. Amen. What would happen if we spent the most time with Jesus? What would happen if we spent more time with him than we did anyone else in this world? I want to live in the image of God. I want to be who he created me to be. I want to be like Jesus. I want to walk like Jesus. 
I want to talk like Jesus. I want to be in the image of God. When you have someone that you look up to, when you have someone that uh, you want to be like them or they have a skill that you want to learn, what do you do? You study them, right? For instance, um, I used to play hockey. So there's a few great hockey players that I, I wanted to be like, I strive to be like. You know, uh, Scott Stevens, Sidney Crosby, Brother Playle, you know, people like that. So, you know, I, I studied them. I wanted their attributes. You know, I wanted, I wanted their playing style. So I'd watch them, all right? I, I'd watch them train. I'd watch how they practice. I would break them down, and I would, and I would watch them explain things. Why? Because if you want to be like someone, then you've got to learn them. You've got to study them. You've got to watch them. And you've got to pick at their brain. All right? You've got you to watch everything that they do. And I don't know about you guys, but I am tired of this flesh. I'm tired of this human being. I want to be more like Jesus and less like me. We got to be more like Jesus and less like ourselves. I must decrease and he must increase. Amen. But in order for that to happen, we have to know him. We have to study him. We have to watch him. We got to listen to him. We got to become close buddies to him. We got to have a relationship with the Lord. If we want to be anything like Jesus, then we can't be distant. We can't be far away, but we got to be constantly with him, constantly in his presence, constantly seeking him, constantly studying him. Amen. We need to walk in the image of God, folks. We need to become who he created us to be. Because when you walk in the image of God and you become who he intended you to be, then you walk as Jesus walked. You talk as Jesus talked. You walk in authority. You walk in dominion because he has given it to you. Luke 10 and 19 says, I give you power to tread on serpents, scorpions, and in all power over the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. When we understand the image that God intended for us to walk in, then we also understand the authority he intended for us to walk in. He did not create us to be timid and shy. He did not create us to walk in oppression. He did not create us to walk in fear. He did not create us to walk as prisoners to sin. But he created us to walk in his power. He created us to walk in the authority of the Holy Ghost. He created us to tread on serpents and overcome the things of this world. He created us to walk in his image. Amen. I wish someone this morning would catch this burden. Catch this burden to walk in the image of the Lord. Because when you begin to walk in the image of God, when you begin to walk in the power of God, you also begin to walk in a spiritual boldness because he has given it to you. And when you understand the power, when you understand the authority he has given you to walk in, then you become a wrecking ball against hell. The most powerful force in this world, the most powerful force planet Earth has ever seen is inside of us. It is in this building. It is given freely. Amen. It is a gift. It is a gift. But we don't always use it. We don't always access it. Sometimes we put it on a shelf. Sometimes we leave it away. You know, we got to give the Holy Ghost room to work in our lives. We got to make sure that its residence inside of our hearts is not clouded up with things that should not be there. 
We have to be close to God if we want to be used. If we want that Holy Ghost power to flow out of us, we have to spend more time with Jesus than we do anyone else. He has to be our closest friend, our closest companion. Amen. If we want the things of God, then we also have to want God more than anything else. Because God only shares his authority with those that are closest to him. Amen. When you become who he created you to be, you don't blend in with everyone else. Okay? You stick out. People notice something different about you. There's something different both in the natural realm and in the spiritual realm. Jesus was unlike any other man that ever walked the face of this earth. He didn't blend in. He didn't fit in with everyone else. He was different. He stuck out. Because when you walk in the image of God, when you walk in the authority of God, when you walk as Jesus walked, you don't blend in. You stick out. Okay? People notice something different about you. And when you walk as Jesus walked, you catch the attention of the enemy. Why? Because when you are walking as he walked, you have submitted the flesh, and it is the spirit of the Lord that is showing through you. Acts 19 and 15 says, And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are ye? I don't know about you, but I want to catch the attention of the enemy. I want hell to know who I am. I want to be on hell's radar. I want them to have nightmares about me. I want them to know exactly who I am because I'm walking in the image of the Lord. We need to walk in the image of God this morning because when we walk in the image of God, then we walk in the boldness of God. We walk in the authority of God. We walk in the power of God, and we catch the attention of the enemy, and hell will become scared of us if someone were to realize that they need to walk in the image of God this morning. We need to walk in the image of the Lord. We need to walk as Jesus walked. We must become like the Lord. We need to do as Jesus did. We must become who he created us to be. But how do we do that? You know, it's easy to say, but how do you do it? You got to submit yourself. You got to die daily. It's got to be a lifestyle, not a Sunday morning and a Wednesday night thing, okay? Man, we got to know the Lord. We got to have a relationship with Him. We got to be close to Him constantly and be far away from this world. We got to have altars in our life, amen? Because the fire only falls on the altar. Romans 8 says, Our flesh is at enmity, it is at war with God. Our flesh is constantly fighting the Lord because when there's sin in our life, it, it, it does not get well with the Lord, all right? It's always, it's always fighting. It's always at enmity. So we got to kill our flesh. It's got to be placed on that altar. And this is a daily altar. It's not a, not a once in a while, once a year, you know, youth camp, family camp altar. It's got to be a daily choice, amen? we got to cut out anything in our lives that would happen to separate us from the Lord. We got to cut out anything that would displease him, make him feel unwelcome, okay? Anything that he would not like. And we got to draw near to the Lord. We got to have a never ending thirst, okay? And an unquenched hunger for him. We got to have an obsession for him, a desire for him that no one can give us, but it's only obtained by being in his presence. It's so important to have hunger to walk in the image of God. You know, it's one thing to say it. It's one thing to want it. Yes, I want to walk in the image of God. Yes, I want to be close to him. Yes, 
I want to be who he created me to be. But no one can do that for you. Pastor Henry can't do it for you. The praise team can't do it for you. It's got to be a personal decision. It's got to be a personal want. It's got to be a personal hunger, okay? No one's going to force you to get close to God. God's not going to force you to get close to him. Your brothers and sisters aren't going to force you to get close to him. But we got to somewhere along the line develop a hunger, develop a thirst to get close to the Lord, develop something that is so strong it doesn't matter what's going on in our lives. But all I know is today I'm going to get close to the Lord. Amen. Amen. It's so, so very important. Because when you get that hunger to be like him, when you get that desire and that thirst to be like him, and that hunger and thirst is stronger than anything else, then you will be on a straight path to the Lord. Amen. When you get that mindset, there's, there's, there's a switch from when you want it and when you want it. Okay? It, 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 there's, a, there's a switch in you. And when it switches, when you get that true hunger, when you get that true burden, there's nothing that's going to stop you from getting close to the Lord. It doesn't matter what your schedule is. It doesn't matter if you feel like it or not. Okay, it's something that's inside of us. That's got to be instilled. And how is it instilled? It's by being with him daily. You know, sometimes we don't always feel like it. I, I, me, myself, personally, I, I, trust me, I don't always feel like praying. But that's when I need to pray the most, amen? And I, don't, I, I definitely don't always feel like fasting, that's for sure. I love food. But we got to do it. We got to have that personal hunger. You know, no one's going no to make you do it. And no one's going to wake you up in, in the middle of the night besides God to go pray, you know. When your body's telling you to go back to sleep, that's when we got to fight it the most. There's got to be a hunger for the Lord that is stronger than anything else. You got to be hungry for him more than you're hungry for anything else in this world. And when we get that true hunger, when we get that, that thirst for the Lord, when we get that hunger to be like him and to be with him more than anyone or anything else, then we'll begin to walk in the image of God. And when we begin to walk in the image of the Lord, then we have submitted the flesh. We have put that flesh down on an altar. And when we get this flesh out of the way, when we get this, this, this fleshly, this worldly sin out of our lives and get it out of the way, then that is the time when we start to become like the Lord Jesus. Amen? Amen. 1 John 2 and 6 says, He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. Like I said, if we want to be like Jesus, we got to get rid of this flesh. We got to kill it. Because the more flesh we have, the more unlike him we are. But the more submitted to the spirit, the more flesh that has been sacrificed. The more like him we will be and the more like his image we will look like. Amen. If I could get some music, I'm trying to wrap it up here. You got to submit to flesh. We got to sacrifice. We got to pray. We got to fast. We got to read the word when we don't feel like reading the word. You got to give things up and cut things out. You got to give of your time. You got to do the uncomfortable. Why? Because your flesh does what's comfortable. You got to break through that comfort barrier because you're not going to grow if you're in your comfort zone. When you break out of that comfort zone is when you finally begin to grow. Amen. The more I strive to be like Jesus, the more I try to be like him, the more I seek him, the more I realize 
how far away I am from being like him. Because the closer we get to the Lord, the more we realize just how far away we are from the Lord. But if we want to be like him, then we got to always be with him. We got to always stick close to his presence. We got to always be with the Lord. I always want to be near the presence of God. Because if I get too far away from his presence for too long, then I turn into somebody I don't like. We got to keep our flesh under subjection. We got to keep our flesh under submission by constantly staying in his presence. Amen. We can't ever take too long of a break. You know, Sunday mornings are great. Those are the, those are the, uh, the high fives of the week. You know, those are the, the fuel ups of the week. Sunday morning, Wednesday night. This is where we come to get filled up. But we shouldn't be running on empty for the rest of the week. We need to top off every single day. You know, my first truck, I had a 2004 Ram. And it was a gas guzzler, I'll tell you that. And I remember when I first got it, I was, you know, I was a rookie. I was a newbie at this driving thing. And so I thought it would be cheaper. You know, I'd run it out, put 20 bucks in here, 20 bucks in there, thinking that was a cheaper way. But I sure learned quick that that was not the cheaper way to do it. Amen. So instead, what I started doing is filling it up. I'd let it get down about a quarter tank or whatever, and then be keeping topping it off like that. You know, I realized that was the much more efficient, the much more healthier way. You know, we got to do this. We can't let our spiritual tanks run out of gas all week. You know, we, we can't let our spiritual tanks run out of gas and, and just be putting 20 bucks in here, 20 bucks in here, there at a time. You know, we got to stay full and top off throughout the week. It's not healthy for our spiritual bodies if, if we're running on empty all week. We got to stay full, amen. But we must also, or we must always be near the presence of God. Because if I know that I'm in the presence of God, then I know that my flesh is under submission. And if my flesh is under submission, then I know that I'm then beginning to walk in the image of the Lord. The more I study things in life, the more I read His Word, the more sermons I hear, the messages I listen to, the more I realize that all these things... You know, everything that's being taught, everything I read, it all comes down to the same thing. It all dwindles down back to that one thing, and that's relationship with the Lord. You know, it's so simple. It's such a simple concept. Relationship. You know, it's the basis. It's what we start out on. But we start out on that thing for a reason, because that's the most important thing that we could ever develop in our lives. Amen. And just about every time I have the opportunity to speak somewhere, have the opportunity to talk to somebody, about God, I always try to bring it back to relationship. Because that is something that is so easily forgotten. It's so easily stepped on, stepped over. You know, it, it's, it, it's so easy to, to put it aside and forget because we get caught up up here. You know, we get caught up in all the details and stuff, but sometimes we just need to take a step back and look where we started. Relationship, the foundation, the basis of everything we are, the basis of everything that we have become. We must make it our life mission, our life goal to be like the Lord. But we must also remember to walk as Jesus walked means to also take up the cross as Jesus took up the cross. It means to be crucified as Christ was crucified. You see, I can preach all day about becoming like the Lord, you know, seeing all the great things, but sometimes it's very easy to forget the sacrifice that comes with all that. 
You know, all of a sudden we forget to remember the price that comes with the journey. If we want to walk like the Lord, then we must also sacrifice like the Lord. Amen. So today, Palmer Pentecostal, there needs to be a hunger for God like we've never had before in our lives. There needs to be a complete desperation for the things of the Lord like we've never desired it before. There needs to be a burden for the Lord Jesus Christ more than we've ever had a burden for anything before. There needs to be a hunger to get close to Him. There needs to be a hunger to be like Him, stronger than any hunger that we've ever had before. I don't know if I'm speaking to anyone this morning, but if there's anyone I'm speaking to, it's me, that's for sure. But if there's anyone who's not satisfied with who they are, if there's anyone here who wants to be more like Jesus and less like themselves, if there's any one person here who wants to walk as the Lord walked, if there's anyone here who wants to be who the Lord intended them to be, to slowly begin to walk in his image, then we need to get into his presence. You know, these altars are open, open to anyone who wants to be more like Jesus. And you don't have to come, but if you want to be more like the Lord, then he is here this morning. No one's going to push you up here. No one's going to push you to get close to him. But it's got to be a personal choice to get close to the Lord. Just for a few moments, how about we draw near to him and let a little bit of his presence rub off on us. I wonder this morning if there's anyone here that is desperate for the things of the Lord. 